homily for the solemnity of the birth of St. John the Baptist, June 24, 2018, St. Mary's Church, Grand Forks. There are certain days during this lengthy season of ordinary time when a feast or a solemnity will take the place of a given Sunday. That's what is happening today. When June 24th falls on a Sunday, it becomes the celebration for that day, rather than the Sunday of ordinary time, which we would normally be celebrating. That's why we have these readings and prayers for today's Mass. There is an additional feast that comes up in late August about the martyrdom of St. John the Baptist. But what we celebrate today is his birth. And the Church celebrates the birth of John the Baptist at this time of year because the Archangel Gabriel told Mary that her cousin Elizabeth would have her child six months before Jesus was to be born. Notice that from this point on in the summer, the days will gradually start to get shorter. But right after Christmas, the days start to get longer. Once Christ the Lord is born, the daylight lengthens. He, that is Jesus, must increase, John the Baptist told us, and I must decrease. In order to understand the impact of the life and example of St. John the Baptist, I'd like to remind you of a prayer that is used during the liturgy of baptism. When the newly baptized person receives an anointing of sacred chrism upon his or her head, the priest prays, As Christ was anointed priest, prophet, and king, so may you live always as a member of his body, sharing everlasting life. Each of us, incorporated into the body of Christ through baptism, carry with us the prophetic dimension of Christ. Let's take a look at what that means. A prophet is basically someone who speaks God's word to God's people. More than any other type of person who came before him, John the Baptist reminds us of the prophets of the Old Testament. He is a bridge between the most notable of the prophets of prior generations and Jesus, for whom he served as the forerunner. In Old Testament times, there was an era during which most of the prophets lived, spanning six to seven hundred years. Sometimes these people served in an official capacity, like the prophet Nathan in the court of King David. But mostly the prophets were of an independent nature, people whom God called out of a very different kind of life in order to minister before him. Take, for example, Amos, who plainly told others that he was a tree farmer and that his prophetic work was done out of obedience to God and not personal ambition. The need for prophets in society was to remind the people of their dignity and call and to bring them back from their sins and carelessness. This became difficult because of the hard-heartedness of their listeners, who preferred not to be bothered and to continue living life by their terms. As a result, many prophets suffered greatly, and some were even put to death. We know of many of the prophets by the books of the Bible that contain their messages or other books that refer to them. Later generations compiled their sayings by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, but frequently each generation resented its own prophets and did not appreciate what God was trying to do through them. Very few prophets were ever able to reap the rewards of their labors by a warm reception and the immediate conversion of the people. 
we can clearly see parallels in what happened to Jesus in his public ministry. Although there were times when the admiration and love of the crowds washed over him, he ended up in chains, despised and condemned to a gruesome death. Let's spin forward to John the Baptist. Like many of the prophets, he is countercultural in appearance and demeanor. With his camel hair garment and mangy honey encrusted beard, he must have been a sight to behold. Rather than to set up shop on a busy street corner in Jerusalem, he lived in a wilderness area near the Jordan River, close enough to be a short trip from many of the towns, but desolate enough to be in the middle of nowhere. The paradox is that John appears to march completely to the beat of his own drum, and yet his only motivation is to love and serve God. We can therefore identify two rules that John the Baptist lived by. Be faithful to the mission God gives you, and always, always tell the truth. His mission was to prepare the way for the Messiah, one whose sandals he was not worthy to unfasten. Time and again he resisted the questions and pleadings of followers and others as to whether he was the one to deliver Israel. There was no hint of duplicity or self-promotion in John. He spoke in a captivating way, so as to convict the hearts of his listeners, and lived the simple, ascetical life of which he spoke. John was himself buying what he was selling. He awakened us to the reality that the Holy Spirit desires to live in each of us, as in a temple. He demanded that those who came forward to receive his baptism of repentance took seriously the goal of conversion of heart, challenging those Pharisees who came more in order to be seen and be part of the latest fad. You brood of vipers, he once scolded them. Give evidence that you mean to reform. John's love for the truth is what led him to suffer a martyr's death. He confronted King Herod for taking his sister-in-law as his own wife and refused to recant. Instead of returning to the king's good graces, he preferred to be jailed and was beheaded by order of the woman through whom Herod brought shame upon himself. Dying for the truth, John undoubtedly died for Christ. When is Christ asking you to be a prophet in his name, to speak up for what is right, even at the risk of friendships and social standing? Look to St. John the Baptist as he shows us the way. Amen.